You was at church. You got hurt. What you gonna do? What's up? What is up? Welcome to the Pantry Podcast, where we serve up Jesus, not junk food. Do us a favor, like, subscribe, comment, share, so that we get out to more people and can help spread the word of Jesus even further. I don't know why every time we say Jesus, not junk food, it's like, Jesus, not junk food, Jesus, not junk food. It'd be cool if anybody out there is gifted with musical ability, play around with that. Yes, come Uh, on. But yeah, so this week we are talking about church hurt. Mm. So we've been talking about topics that get people kind of worked up or maybe you haven't thought about it or maybe it's the reason you're not even coming and this week we're talking about when you get offended by the body of Christ and you stop coming or you start thinking very differently about the body in general. I think you always throw up those warnings up front like we know there's people that have been hurt. I've listened to some stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, Mars Hill would be would be one of them. How that works out, how that pans out, and you hear all the different, the left, the this side, and the that mm-hmm. side. And then sometimes you wonder, like, why why did they stay? Why did they allow this to happen for so long? Why did they get wrapped in? And and I think when we start looking at church hurt and we start looking at why church hurt happens, well, we have to really look deep and look back. Hello, we don't fight flesh and blood. Right. We fight principalities. Therefore. Satan is going to work his whatever he calls it down here, right? Yeah. To try and create instances where he creates a divide between what God has said needs to be united, and that is the church. Uh, brick and mortar is is where we meet. Yeah. Um, brick and mortar is where sometimes hurt happens, right? Because we're going to meet with the body of Christ. We're going to meet in the fellowship. We're trying to do what we were told to do. Go be with each other. Right. Unfortunately, each other sometimes isn't so beautiful. Right. We've gone through some things. We've heard some things, right? That's what we've been discussing. We've been Mm -hmm. talking about this on and off as we've gone through our week. Like, what do you really talk about in this? Yeah, there's a lot of different layers. So, of course, again, you know, caveats. We acknowledge that that you can be hurt in any other situation, social setting, organization, group. You can be hurt. So we're not here to say you can't be hurt by the church because it is. Oh, Lord. A group of people and and people are messy (laughs) and flawed and they're not always going to say the right thing. Sometimes they are downright toxic. Sometimes they are absolutely sinister. And for all of those reasons, we are not saying that you shouldn't have felt hurt in the moment that you felt hurt. We aren't here knowing your story, but unpacking the instances. And I think that's where we're going to be going today. You know, um, unpacking what you should do biblically, right? Because we can't give you a formula for every scenario, but there are some scenarios that the Bible does give you exactly what you should do. And of course, always prayerfully leaning on the Holy Spirit to give you promptings and direction. Um, And the only other thought that I had based on what you said is just the psychological effect of Mm. authority comes into play in a church setting, just like it does in any setting. People wonder, how did the Nazis do what they did? How did the Pol Pot regime do what it did? Mm. How did that riotous mob of people start acting like that just because one person threw a rock, right? Groupthink, peer pressure, authority issues and stuff. People get very suggestible and end up staying in situations that they shouldn't doing things they never thought they'd do. And that might make some people scared and make them think that 
you know, they have to stay or else, you know, you know, there's so many different reasons why. But so we're not saying this isn't a serious topic. We're saying, what does the Bible actually say? Because it right. does address some of these things. You know, I, I, people make mistakes. You yeah. said, right. We make mistakes. I, I think that sometimes we, <laughs> well, I like to blame. <laughs> Who doesn't like to blame? I mean, be real. I'm not, not a big fan of blaming not, anymore. Well, we but grow, I have. but we grow, right? <laughs> I guess I guess I should rephrase that. It's easier to blame others because really, when you have to reflect back, so you got that aspect. Sometimes it's our fault. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's leadership's fault, and then sometimes it's just because others committed a sin against you. Mm-hmm. you and and I think that's where we're looking, right? Is that yeah. is that kind of like the idea behind this? Because yeah. I don't want to go down into the depths of those weeds like you were saying because there's just too many of them. Yeah, there's too many hypothetical situations we could touch on. And today we're going to touch on some overarching themes. We might jump right. into some little paint a picture moments but we're not if we don't describe your situation it doesn't mean we don't think yours is valid but does your situation Mm. could your situation fit into one of these pots and if not we have something for you at the end yeah you know when you when you start looking at the bible you start looking at different things that could happen right Mm -hmm. well legalism okay so you sit there and you look at your church say wait you you know it always sometimes legalism (laughs) creeps in i've I've said i said wait mm," and then i'm like maybe i'm wrong Again, prayerful. This is where everything starts is prayer, right. right? But legalism. So if we're sitting and looking at legalism, guess what? Bible has an answer. Regulations. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's like there's all of these answers. Legalism. It's like, okay, we go in there and it's like, you got to do this, you got to do this. You start checking off boxes and Galatians come and says, nah, man, it's grace. And, and I think when we start looking at biblical reasoning behind this, we start looking at definition. Mm-hmm. I think we get caught up in what others think and not what God thinks. We see this a lot in the people that we talk to. We see this a lot in in, in um, people I've encountered. They're worried about what this other person is thinking. And I'm like, hold on a second. Are you doing what you should be doing with God? Or are you listening to God? Are you bringing God into every aspect? So again, you look at a church, you look at legalism, you say, okay, let's dig into the Bible, open up Galatians. Yeah, yeah, I would say big highlight, bold, like, we're not going to read all the Galatians with oh, no. you. No, no, no. But let the word speak to you by reading Galatians if that sounds like your problem. I remember a time when, when we were talking about the whole salvation issue. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. And, and what book brought you around? Finally, Galatians. You were like, everyone should read Galatians if they're having this struggle. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think there are books that actually address this. And it's not just one verse and it's not cherry picking. Yeah. It's literally half the point of Galatians, right? And so when you read these, one question that we like to ask is the so what? So you've read it, so what now? What does this mean for you? So how do I apply this right now? Mm. So what is the context? You know, so, so what? After you read Galatians, ask yourself that question, dig into it for a while, things will kind of start to click. Mm. I would say legalism is very dangerous because it puts your salvation into question. It gets you caught up in a works checkmark system, but makes you feel guilty if you ever don't feel like it, but you do it anyway. And then over time, bitterness can seep in, doubt, lack of confidence, beating yourself up. So now you're just doing it because you're terrified of God and he's a God that, you know, will punish you. He's a God of wrath. He's a God. And you say all these things and it makes you really worried. 
So I think that this is a huge one right. to, to pay attention to. Heresy. Mm-hmm. That's Open the up. other big, big. <laughs> oh, that's huge. Okay. The big, big. And Paul is addressing this in the Colossian church, mm-hmm. right? Because that was what was going on. So again, bold. Like, right. Colossians they, they if heresy. Teaching, right? Yeah. <laughs> like they were false teaching. And so Paul's like, okay, hold on a second. What I like about all of this, though, is the corrective nature that's put into place. Mm-hmm. It's not like he, Paul goes in and destroys it and tells him, I hate you. I'll never come back here. He's always telling him, I can't wait till the next time I see you. Now, I don't know how you could take that. It could be like, I might be like, mm, I hope you don't get here. No, right. Or you could be like, I hope he gets here. Yeah. But it's always in, in this light, in the way he writes his books. We've talked about this before, that he brings in, you know, love and grace. And then he brings the issue and then he, he throws out the correction to the issue and then how much he loves them. Sometimes hurt... <laughs> sticks Mm -hmm. and hurt stays but there's an answer to our hurt and every time i've turned the pages and everything that i've had an issue with because hold on a second yeah the watsons we we have had our own moments Nothing horrible or, or hor- you know, but where someone's controlled. But we've been hurt by people been hurt in the church and, and, and ways things are done. Yeah, and it's and it's like, but at the end of the day, it's like, okay, Lord, but why am I here? What do you have for me? And how does this really impact me and you? Mm-hmm. And we have to answer that question. We need it not to impact the relationship. I think that's the most important because I do see people who get church hurt and then walk away. Mm-hmm. And that's the worst thing that a person could do because then you've just been isolated. Mm-hmm. Or they get into a little group of church hurt people mm-hmm. and, and all dude talk starts to happen. And all of a sudden everyone's deconstructing and doesn't believe in Jesus anymore. Right. And I'm not trying <laughs> and I'm not trying look, even this though, when a group of people with a cert, with a central idea or a, or or something get together, either you can grow, but most of the time people are just gonna talk. Mm-hmm. I, we've been caught in that in our marriage, not with you know with each other. Like early on, oh, yeah, early we on, we were toxic with one another, reinforcing it. We, oh God, right? And, it, and eventually, it just dark. like, oh, we gotta stop. We have to stop. And it got dark, y'all. And I'm gonna just be real. It, it got really dark, and it was like we were just feeding each other darkness. We were feeding each other's flesh and not each other's spiritual oh, life. Come on, there we go. You know. Yeah. It, you know, this whole thing makes me think, you know, bringing in a pantry analogy and it's imperfect, but it's an analogy, right? Um, maybe you'll think of it every time you're in your kitchen. So you know how you buy a pan and it's all spotless and great. Sometimes that's how we feel when we first entered the church because we feel so loved. Maybe we feel scared, but we're like, oh, a fresh start. Oh, these people are great. These people, I, I can count on them because, you know, the Bible is true and they're filled with the Holy Spirit. So they're going to take care of me and I can take care of them. And this is going to be the best place ever, etc. And then over time, as you cook with the pan, what happens to the bottom? Mm. Not the inside bottom, right. but when you flip that pan over, the part that touches the stove, what happens to the bottom of the pan? Oh, I just quit caring. Because well, <laughs> it gets dirty. It right, gets like... exactly. It gets dirty. Okay? I don't want to deal with it. It gets dirty. With like, Lord knows how that much grease. I don't spill that much, y'all, but somehow the grease ends up on the bottom of the pan turning brown. And it gets all cooked and baked in there. Now, imagine that's all the times you've been offended at church. And if you don't ever address it, it completely changes the color of the bottom of that pan. And some of us can live our whole life like that. That's fine. 
honestly, in your kitchen, the pan can survive just fine like that. I don't know how it impacts cooking, but not very much. I've seen some crazy pans do some delicious food, right? <laughs> but for the sake of this analogy, it's all the offense and it's building up. And the longer it bakes in there, the harder it is to clean. And sometimes mm. you'll do a half-hearted flip over with a little bristly thing like a little scratchy thing and a little bit of soap and you'll be like scratch, scratch. oh man it's so tough I don't got time for this I can't take this off and you leave it there and it just keeps building up oh what an analogy it's good but the other day I was fed up I'm like my man makes amazing food <laughs> and I want to give him good pans because here's the truth of the matter I know there's a way to get it off I'm just not choosing the right way to get it off and so I got my battery operated little scrubber and it's like an electric toothbrush, but for your kitchen. And I got a scrub, like a, a abrasive cleaner. And I got that thing, at least one pan, right? Like shiny, almost like new. Mm-hmm. And here's the reality with our church hurt. And then I'm gonna, you know, go back <laughs> no, it's away good. It's from good. my monologue. It's good. it's good. But here's the analogy, like here's the, here's the kicker for church hurt. Even in God's kingdom, in a flawed world, mm. The hurt and the victimized still hold a responsibility. We're still held to the same standard, whether we are the victim or the victimizer. Right. And it doesn't mean that it was okay. And it doesn't mean that the person who hurt us isn't somehow responsible for doing some work themselves, especially repentance. Mm. But what it does mean is that we're called to behave in a certain manner. And so that means that even when we're hurt, Mm. we're called to forgive, we're called to Mm. give grace, we're called to respond in a godly manner, we're called not to hold anger. We're not even supposed to take communion if Mm. we're struggling to forgive people. And I mean, like the goal is to be able to forgive them quite quickly, but all of these things that we're held to aren't meant to punish us and make life suck Mm. more for the person who's hurt already. It's meant to get us past the muck and the sticky right. that you're talking about right. when it comes to the hurt. It's crazy. It really yeah. is. It's, it's a crazy thing. Um, okay, really quick, though. Solving, that's like that analogy. I mean, we sum up, ba-bing, drop the bomb, walk away. Yeah. Because I think that's really good. Um, I was going to say salt, <laughs> if you put too much salt. Yes. If you put too much salt in the recipe, do you realize what you have to do to undo that? Most of the time, you end up throwing the food out. Because you're gonna have to double the recipe about. And yeah. it's like you just keep going and you keep going and you keep going. But it can be taken care of. Uh-huh. It's not impossible right. and it can be taken care of. Right. But we just can't sit there and lay, okay, and, and just throw it out and say, I'm, I'm not gonna worry about it. In Second mm-hmm. Timothy, conflict and selfish ambition in Philippians, right? Or watch this, <laughs> verse Second Corinthians. Human pride and gifting and speaking that lead to loveless and arrogant religious activity and a whole bunch more. Right, <laughs> so, right. So it's like we sit there in this stuff. And, and, and on that note, you said something that really chimed and then we're going to wrap, right? Yeah. But I want to say this. There is, there is, there is, and you can't be a victor if you're a victim. When I say that, I'm saying holding on to it. Right. We can be victims. Right. Factually, I, yeah. Factually, I can be a, be a victim, right? I can hurt. I can be sad. I can have depression. But when those things become the things that be, are pouring out of me, then I have to reevaluate where I stand. Mm-hmm. 
Do I really understand what God has done for me? Right. Because I want to live in victory. So even though I become a victim, I find victory because I have Jesus. Exactly. Amen. Amen. So go back, listen. Galatians and Colossians are two huge places mm. to get the instructions on what to do if you have the heretical Ooh. or the legalistic stuff going on. But if it really is an offense from an individual, go 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 at that and attack that with prayer, I would say, you know? I, I would also say do it the way the Bible tells us to do it. Yes. If you find an offense with the person, don't turn to your friend and start talking. Right. If you find an offense with a person, I don't care if it's the most the biggest pastor on any stage and if they'll sit down with you talk to them Mm -hmm. if they don't hear you then you exercise your right to tell someone else Mm -hmm. and then you approach again and then if it ends up being you tell the whole church you have just done the biblical answer to how to handle it yeah it's 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 a huge and very impactful thing that you engage biblically you handle biblically, you choose to stay and fight in out of love, like mm. fight for the heart of the church by loving and giving to the church, right. or walk away if it's absolutely heretical and no one there will listen. But regardless, it's all about what does the Bible say, right. and that fits every single instance. So if you have any questions, drop them in the comments. Drop a scenario in the comments. We will definitely be prayerful in our mm. answers for that. But remember that you can support us at patreon.com slash the pantry podcast and you can get show notes from today's episode as well as our seven day Jesus Not Junk Food Devo at thepantrypodcast.com. So until next time, bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you're fed a good meal, remember to follow the show on your favorite platform. The Pantry Podcast is also honored to be featured on Spark Radio and as part of Spark Network on KHCB's Uplifted Stream.